Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. My name is Kaylee and we are joined today by our local youth pastor, Jermaine Harrison. Hello everyone. Our family-friendly youth pastor, wow. Austin Mankin. Glad to be here. And none other than our student guest for the day, Caleb Fournette. Hey guys. Hey, if you're wondering if Caleb Fournette is related to the famous Leonard Fournette. I was wondering that. They are not related. Leonard wow. Fournette, the former LSU Tiger and the current Jacksonville Jaguar. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you heard it here first. That is so good to know, Caleb. Although you are not related to an NFL player, we are still jazzed to have you on the show today. It's going to be a great time. Let's go, go ahead. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name's Caleb, and I just graduated high school, part of the class of 2020, and I'm going to Hillsdale College up in Michigan in the fall. Love that. Hey, well, we um, today are going to be talking about family, and we uh, just want to come off the gate acknowledging that we are not perfect. All four of us here on the podcast today have had some whiffs when it comes to being a daughter, a son, and a sibling, and so we're going to have an icebreaker where we just acknowledge, hey, what is a moment that you whiffed as a kid that you messed up and got disciplined or messed up and got in trouble for um, as we kind of prepare to talk about family. So Austin, why don't you start? Yes, I have had many whiffs, as you would say, growing up. Guys, I am the youngest of three. Stereotypically, the youngest of three is the annoying sibling, and that's what I was. (laughs) So I was just a rage child. Like I was angry. So I remember one time, I uh, got grounded, sent to my room. My parents actually changed the locks. They put the locks on the outside of the door so I wouldn't sneak out. And so they locked me in my room and, and just an attitude of rage. I literally took everything in my room that I could find, the shelves under my bed, and just chunked it at the wall as hard as I could to graffiti the wall out of just <laughs> rage and anger. And the whole room was just covered and just marks and graffiti, and it was terrible. And that was one of the worst. Why? I Why no would idea. you destroy your I was your in a glass property. case of emotion. I just had to get my <laughs> anger out. Wow. That's that's very interesting, Austin. Um, Kelly, thank you so much for asking that question. You're so welcome. Great to be here. Great to answer this question. Um, the vivid memory I have where I got in the most trouble as a kid was I was 16. I was in high school. One of my best friends was leaving our high school, leaving our island. Um, to move on with his family somewhere else. And we decided that the greatest idea ever was to bring um, alcohol onto our uh, Mm. high school campus, which is not a good idea for those listening. And that's another story for another podcast. However, we got caught, obviously, by the security guard. We got sent to the principal's office, and we subsequently got suspended from school. And my parents, um, justifiably so, were livid, and decided to ground me for the entire summer. Yeah. Wow. You hate to see it. Wow. Yeah, it'll happen. But now you're your local youth pastor, so it worked I've out. I've changed, guys. Lord redeems. Caleb, what about you? Well, a little bit more about myself. I've been homeschooled for most of my time throughout uh, my childhood and through high school. So back in seventh and eighth grade, I was kind of fed up with the idea of being homeschooled and yeah. kind of having a little bit of issues with my parents and siblings there. And so... I decided I didn't really want to focus on my classes and went through my math and my American history classes in seventh and eighth grade and was changing my grades, not doing my work and spending most of my time playing video games. And my mom, my teacher, found out what I was doing, grounded me for probably the rest of the semester, took away all my screens and Mm. uh, 
I was suffering. Wow. That's well, a tough rough. one. So you're telling me that as a seventh and eighth grader, you fixed your grades to be A's when really you hadn't even been doing any of the work. Wasn't doing the work. And when my mom found out, she just let me suffer not knowing it. That's a whiff for sure. That's just a little fun fact. You can actually, if you get an F on a paper, if you fail, you can t change that to an A. I saw that in an episode of Full House. That and you can do A+. Plus. That does not work. You can do an A+. Yes. <laughs> Kaylee, what about you? Tell oh, us. Gosh, Jermaine, thank you so much for asking. I can't wait to share. Um, so I'm a youngest of two. I have an older brother. Mm -hmm. In growing up, we had a trampoline in our backyard. It was a great source of fun. But we also had a balcony. And one of the rules of the house, at the right household, was no jumping from the balcony onto the trampoline. Um, and so rule follower right here. But I have an older brother who peer pressured me into jumping off the balcony one day and so wow. i remember i climbed up off the balcony was ready to jump and at the same time my dad got home early from work of and course. that was one of those days i got the full name kaylee elizabeth mm. and the rest is history so broke the rule got grounded um it was a tough day that's what middle names are for to be called in those moments yeah to get in trouble so we're gonna go ahead and jump in and talk about the topic of family and we just got out of quarantine and so I know you've probably spent more time with your family than you're used to and so you've experienced the emotions and the personalities of being at home and so give us just a picture of what home life is like right now. Yeah quarantine's been super interesting and I, it's definitely been special with my family as we've got a pretty full house. I'm the oldest of six kids. I've got three younger sisters and two younger brothers ranging from ages four to 17 and I'm the oldest at 18 so Definitely a pretty crazy family all the time. And uh, I've got two biological siblings and three adopted siblings. So it's been another unique stamp of just my walk with my family over the past 18 years and something that's really made my experience with family unique. I've got uh, my two parents who both love each other and love Christ yeah. and have been involved in the church as long as I could remember. So I've been around Watermark and church and kind of that lifestyle for most of my life. So would you say there's perfect unity in your house right now, or is there some conflict happening? I'll definitely say there's some conflict going on in my home right now, whether it's me arguing with my siblings over what movie we want to watch or, you know, me going against my parents and what they want me to do. But um, definitely always striving to find peace there. Yeah. So what you're saying is even though you grew up in a strong Christian home with two parents who loved the Lord, there was still a little bit of conflict that happened or that happens in your home because of sin. And so I don't know where you're at right now. If you're fed up with family or there's division or brokenness within your home right now, I would just say you are in good company because look at the life of Jesus. I mean, he came from a line of broken people, a family that was broken. And yet he didn't withdraw from his family. He initiated with his family. And so I'd love to hear just how have your relationships changed with more time on your hands? Yeah, for sure. I think during quarantine, we've had a lot of time over the past couple of months just being forced to stay home. And so the relationships with both my parents and my siblings have changed just as I haven't been able to go out more and get more freedom. So my parents are, you know, they're telling me we need to do more and just learning to, you know, go to my parents and understand that they have my best interest in mind and they know what's right and wrong and just learning and listening to them. And then also with my siblings, just being around them more. As I mentioned, I've been homeschooled for a while, so it's nothing new to me being home a lot with my siblings. But I've got really young siblings from four all the way up to close to my age at 17. So lots of different personalities, different people in the house. And so just learning to deal with that and when there's conflict, just trying to find peace. And I think as I've had more time and realizing how to use that time properly, 
just trying to be more intentional with my siblings and trying to be a loving brother and a friend to them, especially as they're not able to go out and see their other friends, especially my younger ones who can't talk to people on their you know, phones and things mm-hmm. like that. And so just learning to be a good friend to my siblings and not just a brother. Yeah, I love that. I, th- I think that's a very interesting point for all of our listeners to hear. And so what Caleb is basically saying is that every family relationship is a gift and an opportunity. And I know there are tons of f- family experiences out there, um, but if you're a follower of Jesus, uh, a Christian who has placed their faith and trust in Christ, um, the perspective that that we should have from God's word on our family is that man, every sibling, every mom, every dad that you have uh, is a gift, is an opportunity to serve, to love, to steward that relationship in a way that honors the Lord. And especially in times like this where you have a little bit more time in your hand. Yeah, definitely. You can't necessarily change the family that you're born into, but you really can change your perspective and the role that you play. Kind of what Jermaine was saying is not to view your siblings as a burden, but as people to disciple and to relate to and to shepherd. And so uh, how have you related to your siblings during this season? Yeah, yeah. So I think just seeking to be more intentional to them looks different for all my different siblings. Like I said, I have five younger siblings and Um, they're all totally different people so you know for my brother who's 13 and maybe going out and playing football with him and talking to him about how his small group is how his time at church is how school is for talking to my younger brother who's four he just wants to go and play a little video you know a board game Mm -hmm. or a video game or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, with some of my older siblings it might be having a more intentional conversation with them you know how is how's their faith going how's their walk with the lord going how's Mm -hmm. school going for them and so just seeking to be a friend and also be a good Christ follower, an example as the oldest brother in that unique position I've been put in and just trying to influence them in a way that um, I feel Christ would be calling me to. Mm-hmm. That is so good. That makes me think of Romans 12 uh, verses 9 and 10. Well, it tells us just not to pretend to love each other, but to actually love each other. And it even says show one another brotherly love, you know, like sibling style love. Um and I think it, the the biggest point I'm thinking of that is that family is the first place to show and to grow your faith, that you are getting to demonstrate that as a believer, you're growing and you want to demonstrate that faith to your siblings and adapt it based on on each relationship with them. Yes, Good. absolutely. Like, I love what you said, Kaylee, that family is the first place to show and grow your faith. And also, if you're out there listening right now as a teenager, you're probably thinking it's also the hardest place. Right. Because those people know you the best. They know your flaws the best and sometimes point them out the best. Um, But, man, if you aren't uh, demonstrating your faith and growing your faith in the context of your family and are letting annoyances and frustrations um, rule the day. Man, how do you expect to be able to show and grow your faith with relationships outside of the home? It starts in your house. Definitely, definitely. And I just think about my upbringing and then I was the youngest sibling and I did everything that my brother did. I followed his example. And so that would be my practical advice for anyone listening is that uh, it would be foolish to say, hey, listen to my advice, but ignore my example. And so if you want to be a good sibling, you have to have uh, an example worth imitating. Um, kind of follow me as I follow Christ mentality. And so have an example worth imitating and don't just say, listen to my advice. And so to my next point, I'd love to just hear how have you related to even your parents in this season? What's that relationship looked like? Yeah. And as I kind of like mentioned earlier, just the idea of my parents are with me more now than they used to be with parents working from home and me not being able to go out and hang out with my friends or go to school and other things I'm normally out doing. 
And so just hearing my parents tell me more what to do. And even as I go off to college, just trying to seek more independence myself and being reminded that, hey, my parents know what's best for me. My parents are following Christ and they want me to as well. So I think the relationship has gotten hard at times, especially over quarantine with just being with them more. And as I'm getting older, trying to seek more independence in that way. But just remembering that they are a good influence for me just in the way that I'm trying to be a good influence to my siblings. Yes. And I, I think that it's worth mentioning at this point um, to students that are listening or maybe parents that are listening that, man, your parents are for you. Most parents are for um, the success and progress of their kids. And obviously, there's a lot of um, different scenarios out there, but a usual, normal situation is that there are parents um, who love their kids and want the best for their kids, especially if those parents are Christ followers. I know that they are committed to to Christ and committed to the success and growth in um, their kids in terms of their relationship with the Lord, in terms of their relationship with others. And so that idea, I think, is very important for um, uh, teenagers to understand that in the midst of maybe feeling frustrated or annoyed with your parents or restricted by their rules or regulations that your family has, that at the end of the day, at the end of whatever conflict you might have, your parents, most parents are for you and they have your best interest in mind. And if you believe that, if you truly believe that, I think it impacts um, those moments when you're annoyed, frustrated, discouraged, and there's conflict in your home. Yeah. And that just starts with understanding that discipline isn't something to be avoided. Like discipline is good for us. Hebrews 12 talks about God, the father disciplines the ones that he loves. And so it's good that we lean in and embrace it. Also, I'd add that that really every decision that you make as a sibling or as a, as a child is either building trust or eroding trust. And so if you want to give your parents just reason to trust you, uh, then you need to build trust. And that means being faithful in the little things and being obedient and embracing discipline. Yeah. And, and just the reminder that parents aren't perfect. They're they're imperfect, broken human beings, just like just like you are as a as a teenager and that they're trying their best. Most parents are trying their best in their responsibility to lead, guide and shepherd and take care of you as their son or daughter in the 18 years of um, direct leadership and responsibility that they have. And man, if more students adopted that perspective and that um uh, that posture of humility in relation to their parents, I think they'll be set up for more success relationally. So good, Caleb. These are awesome stories that you have been sharing with us. And it's obvious that the Lord has been teaching you a ton about the gift it is to love your siblings. Well, the opportunity you have to demonstrate your faith to them. Um, if, is there anything that you would like to add maybe to the student that's listening right now who is stuck in a rut with their family? Maybe they're in tension with their siblings. They're fed up with their family, like we've been saying. Uh, what would you want to encourage them with? I think the best encouragement I can give them is just, hey, where's your heart and where's your focus? I think if you're focusing on the conflict with your siblings, what they did wrong, how you think they should improve, it's going to be difficult. But if you look at your heart and say, hey, am I focusing on Christ or am I focusing on myself and what I want. And when you focus on Christ, like Jermaine said, we're going to see that, you know, your family is the first place that you can show and grow your faith. So good. And if you can't have your own heart fixed, then you can't help your family. And then you focus on your family and that's whenever you can go out and really do things in the world with your faith. So just the encouragement of focusing on Christ and the spirit in you first and then branching out to your family and being a light to them. Yeah. I, I think another way of saying what you're saying is 
is, is choose to be a peacemaker. And so that would be my encouragement to anyone listening and to us at this table mm-hmm. that we have an incredible privilege um, as a son or daughter or as a sibling um, to to not just coast in our family and just get by, but to choose to be a person um, who is marked by um, seeking forgiveness if you've been the person that's that's offended or being open and honest to share ways that you've been hurt or been discouraged by other family members, whether that's your siblings or your parents. Again, we're all figuring this out together and we should do that with grace, with gentleness and patience. Yeah. And I love what Todd says around here. He says, if you have a Bible in your hand, you'll never be fatherless. And so that's our goal is to seek God's word first. And from that, we can be a great sibling. We can be a great son or daughter and we can honor our family well. Yeah. And I think we have to remember we're not going to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's where God's grace and the spirits work in our life to grow us and refine us through that is great because they, we're all going to have times where our family is getting on our nerves. And as human beings, we are going to respond negatively. But as believers yielded to the Holy Spirit, we get to press in and grow um, and honor the Lord in those relationships. And so all of us are going to have times where we are annoyed or fed up with our family. But just remember that every family relationship is a gift and an opportunity that uh, yielded to Christ. Most of your parents are for you. They want you to succeed. Um, and we get to press in and develop deeper relationships with our parents through that, that each one of us has an opportunity to be a peacemaker in our homes. Um, and that family is the first place to show and grow your faith. These are awesome thoughts, Caleb. We are so thankful that you came and shared with us today um, and spoke into this topic of family. Uh, it was a blessing to us. and Real. It was cool. awesome. And so that is it for this episode. If you have a question about teenage life, that you'd like for us to discuss, email students at watermark.org. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Wow.